Bavakama, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Dalad, 1-4. And the topic of this Mishnah is when living creatures are considered to be damaging as a Tom and when they're damaging as a Muad. Now those terms, Tom and Muad, really defy simple translation. They're really sort of like legal terms of art. And they're referring to the consequences of and the liabilities regarding uh, if damage is caused. So when we say Tom, forget the, what the word actually means, literally. What Tom means legally is that this was not an expected occurrence, meaning one didn't be so careful, his responsibility wasn't so great, because in general domestic livestock are not expected to willfully damage things, what we called the the Av of Karen. And therefore, should it happen, uh, the liability of the owner of the animal is only to pay for half of the damage, Chatzin Nezik. And uh, also, in addition, the amount of liability he has is limited. It's like a limited liability, which is capped. It's ma- it's the maximum is the value of the animal which caused the damage. In contrast, muad means that the person who is responsible for that property, we'll call him the mazik, so he must pay the full amount of restitution to compensate the victim, nizak, for their loss. And it's, it's not limited. It's totally whatever damage he incurred, the nizak he has to be compensated for. And should the payments come from uh, property, then it's minha is from the best of the property that the, the mazik is paying with. Okay, that's what tam namud mean. Now, literally, the word tam means um, sort of like simple and uncomplicated. And it refers to the fact that you shouldn't expect for a domestic animal to go and, and willfully cause damage. The word muad, uh, it, it, uh, probably the best translation, if I had to translate it, would be to be put on notice, something like that, to be formally notified or be put on notice. And its origins are uh, the Pasuk, the verse which talks about a, a cow, which is a, a muad. So the Pasuk says uh, that when the owner has been warned after the cow gored three times. This is based on the Pasuk in Mishpatim, it's Shmos Perk Chaf Aleph Pasuk Chaf Test, that's 2129, which says, etc. So if a ox should gore both yesterday and the third time, I'll translate that for now, Vahuad, that's the word from where mood is coming from, it's a hufal. But it means something like being put on notice, meaning that the owners are put on notice to be more careful because this this cow, this whatever it is, this ox, is goring. So then the consequences are he has to pay the full damages, hence the word muad. The cow was a muad. Um, and really the origins of the, like the shoresh, the root of that, if you will, is from the word like aid, like testimony. As you look in the Pasuk in, uh, in Boratius, Perik Mem Gimel, Pasuk Gimel, 43.3, where Yehuda has been told by his father Yaakov to go back to Egypt to get food, and he says, I can't go back because already Yosef, who he thought was like Paro's, you know, right-hand man, had warned Yehuda not to come back unless he brings Benjamin. So Yehuda says to Yaakov, Ha'ed he'id, banu ha'ish. The man, meaning Yosef, already Ha'ed Ha'id, he warned us, he put us on notice, don't come back unless we uh, bring Binyamin. So that's where the word Muad is coming from, to be put on notice formally, something like that. 
But again, there's no much point in translating it. It's a term of art, and it's meaning uh, nezik shalom, the full compensation, as opposed to tam, which is uh, half damages. So that's what our mission is talking about here. When living creatures, we're not talking about uh, like a, a boar or an aish, which we said is full damages. That's not a topic here. But living creatures, uh, when is it tam? When is it mood? And the mission says, chamisha tamin v'chamisha mu'adin. There are five categories of living creatures, domestic living, domestic animals, being a tam, and five categories where they are mu'ad. And what are they? So here's the five that are first tam. Habehema eina mu'edes. An animal is not a mu'ad, meaning it's not expected to cause damage, and therefore it's half damages. It's not expected. Lo ligach, number one, not to gore, like with its horns, but ligach is a verb, to gore. Number two, velo ligof, not to like shove with its body. Number three, velo lishoch, lishoch means to bite. Velo lirboats, revita is kind of to crouch down, but the idea is like it's it's sitting down, it's meant to crush it, Okay as opposed to sitting down just because it's tired. If it sits down because it's tired, that's not, not, that's not care, and that's regal. That's what cows do. Velo live out, and not to kick. Those things that the cow kicks, or any of the five things, it's uh, considered to be abnormal, and therefore be chatzinezek. The cow is a tom for those things. On the other side of the coin, the following five are where the cow is a mood, meaning if it does it, the consequences are nezek shalim. The first is hashem mu'edes lechol es an animal literally means the tooth, but it's one of the, the hezek called shame when the animal benefits itself. It's expected, mu'edis le'echol es it's expected to eat the kind of food which is appropriate for that animal. So, meaning, if your cow eats my grass, so then that's expected, and that'll be the damage of shame. If your cow eats my shirt, so then, uh, or bites my finger, that's not considered to be shame at all. That would be considered karen. Okay, that's that's the thing we said about lashoch, biting, because cows don't eat shirts or fingers. Second of all, v'harrega mu'edes l'shaber b'derech hilucha. Regal, again, it's a term of art, meaning the cow damaging or the livestock damaging as it goes about doing its its thing under normal circumstances as it progresses. So it's expected l'shaber b'derech hilucha to break things as it walks around. Um, fine. V'hashor ha'muad. The third is ashor, a cow or ox that's been um, now confirmed to be in some way dangerous. Well, this cow three times kicked people and the owner was warned or bit or whatever the story is. So now it's a shoramud, which would be Nezik Shalom. The fourth is Vahashor Hamazik Bershus Hanizak. This is a different thing altogether. This is a, an ox which causes damage in the property of the, not of the owner of the cow or in the public place, but in the private property of the person who got damaged. Meaning, for example, your cow comes into my backyard and starts kicking my sheep. So normally cows kicking sheep is weird and that would be a tum. But if it's happening on my private property where your cow is no business being, the Tana here says automatically the owner of the cow needs to pay full damages as if it were a muad. Okay? So here you see muad is just a term of art meaning full full compensation. Now I have to insert here right away um, that this is actually subject this is a machlokus that comes up in the next parak. Uh, and uh, it's a machlokus in Rabbi Tarfan the Chachamim. Here it's Rabbi Tarfan speaking, who holds this unusual din, which is that even when it comes to Karen, if it's in the private property of the Nizak, so damage party, so then the owner, the Mazik owner of the cow, must pay full compensation from the first time. That's Rabbi Tarfan Shita, but the Halacha doesn't follow him. The Halacha follows the Chachamim, so that's not the Halacha, this fourth category. And the fifth is the Ha'adam, a human being. 
a person is considered to be muad la'olam. A person is always responsible for his actions. And if he causes damage, even if it's an accident, even if he was asleep, whatever the story is, it doesn't matter. You have to be responsible for yourself and your person. And if your person causes damage to someone else's property, always you pay full damages from the beginning. Period. Okay, new paragraph. Do, do not mix up what we said before with what we say next. That was the five and five. Okay, a new point, which is, well, when it comes to livestock, we don't expect it to be... Uh, to cause damage intentionally from the outset. That's not what cows and goats and sheep and camels and donkeys do. But there are certain animals which are more dangerous. And the mission here says there can be six animals. Hazev, which is a wolf. Vahari, a lion. Vahadov, a bear. Vahanamer, a leopard. Vahabardalas. Bardalas in modern Hebrew means a cheetah. There are different mafars from what Bardalas means, like in the context of this Mishnah here. The Bartanura learns, like the Rambam, that Bardalas is a hyena. Okay? Uh, in Eretz Yisrael, we do have hyenas. We do not have cheetahs. I don't believe we have cheetahs here, so Bardalas is probably a better translation uh, as, as a hyena. And fifth, and excuse me, and sixth is Vahanachash, a snake. So these Hare Elim Mu'adin, these are always dangerous, meaning that one should expect that if he has a pet lion, uh, it's dangerous from the outset. It's not like a cow, which isn't intended to hurt. No, lions bite, etc. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Bizman Bene Tarbus. Rabbi Eliezer says, if these are domesticated house pets, a person has raised up a domesticated bear in his house, you know, and the bear is just a pet, a harmless little bear, supposedly. So then, according to Rabbi Eliezer, then he doesn't shouldn't expect it to lash out and attack someone. This bear is you know, domesticated and well-behaved. But Rabbi Yezer concedes that the reptilian brain can't be tamed. There's no such thing as having a, a pet snake that wouldn't bite. You can't train the animal not to bite. You could train, says Rabbi Yezer, you could train these more intelligent mammals not to bite. And therefore, according to Rabbi Yezer, if you have a domesticated, trained wolf or lion, bear, leopard... Uh, or hyena, so then it would not be Nezik Shalom, but a Tom from the outset. Um, the Halacha is certainly not like Rabbi Yezer, it's like the the Tanakama, the Chachamim, who hold, in fact, that uh, these animals are always dangerous, and if you have one as a pet, no matter what, you're fully liable from the outset. So now the Mishnah says finally, Ma bain Tam Lemuad. So what are the Halachic differences, what's the ramifications, the Nafkamina, between if something is classified as a Tom or a Muad? So there are two differences. When it comes to Tom, A, the amount of compensation that the owner of the Tom animal has to make to the Nizak, the damaged party, is only Chati Nezik, only half of the damage, so number one. And number two, Megufo, the amount of payment literally means it comes from the body of the damaging animal, but it means conceptually there's a cap, like a limited liability where it maxes out at the value of of the animal. So that means, for example, if my uh, my cow goes into your backyard and starts, you know, mowing down your sheep, so let's say um, if the total value of destruction that my cow caused is $100,000, so the maximum which I would have to pay would be just half, $50,000. But assume my cow is just worth $100. So then even though I've called, I would be liable for half the damages, which amounts to 50000 I can just say, you can have the cow or the value of the cow, $100, and that's max. That's capped out. Okay? So that's the idea of chatzinezek, magufa. When it comes to a muad, umuad, mishalem, nezek, shalem, 
if it's a mood situation, so then, in other words, let's say I've been warned repeatedly, this is the fourth time my cow's gone to your backyard and started mowing down your sheep, so now I have to pay the full damages, all $100,000 of damage that it caused, min ha'aliyah, from the best, literally, meaning if I play you back with land instead of with cash, I have to give you from the best of my land. I can't give you from my inferior land holdings.